What's up, everybody? Heidi, long time no see. What's <laughs> up, Kenny? It's good Ra to be here today with you, man. Hey, happy to have you here. Raider Nation, we got a special guest. We've got Heidi Fang from Las Vegas Review Journal. You can hear her on Raider Nation Radio every morning. And she's on the Vegas Nation pod right here with Blue Wire. If you aren't, if you aren't subscribed, make sure you go and subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Leave a review. That's how we find out if you guys really like us. So we'll leave that here. But Heidi, thank you for joining me. I miss talking to you on Thursday mornings. So I, I figured know. I'd bring you on my pod. What's up? I'm happy to be here with you. I'm glad that you did reach out to me. This is really always fun for me to get to talk with you and uh, do it too for Blue Wire. Let's go. Yeah. yeah Blue Wire is out there doing big things right now. I saw the Blue, they have uh, the summer league going on right now. Everybody's out in yeah. Vegas. It's getting crazy out there. Have you been, in, uh, been able to step by the studio at all? Oh, yeah. I've been to Summer League now three times uh, uh, this week. I got to go see uh, Banchero play. I watched a couple of the Vegas guys play. Um, we had a feature done on, like, Orlando Robinson. So, uh, nice. yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun in the city right about now, but not as fun as it will become uh, end of July here. Yeah, end of July, you got football starting, you got training camp coming on, you got the Raiders starting the preseason going into the Hall of Fame game. Cliff Branch is getting into the Hall of Fame, obviously. Finally, uh, way too late, but we'll, that's a story for another podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Raiders' recent news. And last Thursday, it was announced that Sandra Douglas Morgan is new, the, the new president for the Raiders. Um, this is a, you know, a big monumental hire. And I'll let you talk about why it's such a monumental hire, Heidi. Uh, she's the first black woman in history to be a president, to hold that position, not just for any team, but in the NFL. It's just really remarkable. I think what she's able to do groundbreaking wise for us ladies out there and as well as women of color. And just to put that on the map, it, I think opens a lot of doors for a lot of people. And when you talk about trying to have somebody that you can look up to, like when I was growing up, it was Pam Oliver, you know, it was Rennell. Yeah out on the, uh, on the games with the Raiders and stuff like that. There were people in positions that you could look up to that, hey, she looks like me, or you know, maybe she talks like me, or maybe she dresses like me, or just some kind of thing people like to be able to have to, to kind of understand and, and look at other people and say, I could do that too. And I think that's part of what's so great about it, but obviously it's great to finally, I think, have somebody in that position for the Raiders that is going to bring back a lot of the foundation and give the Raiders some solid footing, someone who's no nonsense and all business and has got her stuff together from, I mean, the accolades and recommend, I mean, the uh, resume that she has is just incredible, impeccable. Yeah, when we look at that resume, we look at, you know, what she's done um, in, in her past, uh, head of Nevada Gaming Control Board head of Nevada State Athletic Commission, the defense attorney. She was a litigation attorney. She was on the COVID task force. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on right. and on. And, you know, we talk about qualifications for a job. And a lot of people will say, well, is she qualified? Yeah, she's probably overqualified, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that she's coming in and stepping into a role of, you know, the president with one of the most recognized brand fan bases, one of the most recognized franchises in all of sports, not just in the NFL, not just in, you know, American sports, but all the sports in the world. That's huge. So huge. And like, I mean, you talk about like 
what it means, you know, to the Raiders. I think that they for so long needed to kind of bring back that culture, you know, the feeling of what the commitment to excellence means. I mean, it hasn't really been lost, but right. I don't think that it's been felt as strongly lately as it is right now with the new regime in place, with her there, um, with the people starting to be solidified in their positions and starting to see that and, and how it's firing up the team itself. And when you go out and talk to all the different guys that are a part of the team and you hear from them and just like Max being out there on um, the day she was introduced and talking about how excited they are to have a new member of the family out there. And those words to me, like she even said it in the opening of her statement as uh, being introduced, like to me, this is an honor and it's great to be part of this family. And that to yeah. me told me already that she understood what it meant to be part of Raider Nation. Absolutely, Raider Nation is a family. We may fight within each other. We may cuss each other out. At the end of the day, we all love each other, most of us. Um, but we talk <laughs> about the culture, the culture of the Raiders and the culture of diversity. And one of the things that, that's always stood out to me was, was Al Davis and what Al Davis brought to the franchise. And it was Al wasn't making moves to make moves to, you know, say, I have to do this diverse hire. It was, you know, they don't call it an Al Davis rule. It's called the room right. rule, you know, but there's a reason that Al Davis did things. It wasn't because he wanted to do the politically correct thing, because we, if anybody knows Al, Al was everything short of politically correct. Al was all about doing the right thing and doing what was right for not only him, for the team, for the person but for everybody and having, you know, the first Latino head coach with Tom Flores, having the first Mexican quarterback to win a Super Bowl in Jim Plunkett, drafting the first black quarterback in the first round, you know, having Amy Trask, bringing in Sandra Morgan. There's all these things that he's done, even having the first openly gay player on yeah. in the National Football League to be on an active roster and out there playing with Carl Nassif and, and the support that not only – Mark Davis, but the support that the Raiders gave Carl. And those things really stand out to me. Is And it's not about, you know, and that was obviously with Mark, but that that tells me that Mark is not, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What have you seen? What have you seen in your interactions with Mark and with, with the Raider organization that, that kind of speaks to that diversity? Yeah, I mean, definitely you see, like, when you have a guy come out, like Carl Nassib, and how much embraced he was by everybody. You know, the, there wasn't anybody that, and if they were, you certainly didn't hear it within those walls of the Raiders organization that were like uh, upset by that or were acting, you know, contrary and like, oh no, we, yeah, that's not okay or whatever. Um, which in this day and age, I still don't understand when people say that it isn't, you know, all right. right. And there's, um, so many people that in that team that bring out awareness for so many different things from Darren Waller to Max Crosby to Kenyon Drake to, um, you know, the former captain Alec Ingold that was a part of the team last year that do so many things out in the community and that help others. And what Solomon Thomas like last year had with his defensive line program, you see so many of these guys reaching out and trying to be a part of, other people's lives to help them learn they're not alone and to embrace them. And that to me is what it's all about is like giving back understanding. And so you feel that that is all 
part of what it means to be diverse because every single person has a different cause and a different walk of life and a different thing that they have been supporting or representing for different reasons. And when you hear about them and they're brought to the forefront and the readers certainly embrace that as well as the community, then you're seeing, okay, this is what you know, it really means to be um, accepted within a group and to have all your teammates and the support that they bring along with those causes. Like, I, I just think about that because when people say, you know, diversity, sometimes it's not just necessarily about what your outward appearance might be or what, you know, sex you are, whether male, female, it, it's about understanding and embracing everybody's differences that make who they are. And so that I think is a lot of it. And you see that in within the Raiders walls and, and at the headquarters, how much everybody does embrace the differences and the walks of life that everyone in that organization came from that makes them who they are today. So wait, so you're telling me that diversity is not an old, old wooden ship used in Civil War times? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, I mean, it's great, though, that the, the Raiders are at the forefront of yeah. the NFL in terms of bringing all of this to light, like for Absolutely. so many people. Yeah, Absolutely. I, you know, I, I look at, uh, you know, my friend Megan Reyes, who created the More Diverse Voices t-shirt last year and how it just basically swept through the nation in sports. I mean, you saw it at, at, at FC Gotham games. You saw, it, you know, Joy Taylor was wearing it. Um, I mean, it was it was everywhere. And from there, you've seen a positive change. You've seen a positive upswing. You know, you have Mark buying the Aces. Um, and, yeah. you know, you, you look if you look at an Aces game, you know, you've got Darren Waller sitting there courtside. You've got Foster Moreau sitting there courtside. The, these guys are getting involved. And, yes. you know, I talked to my buddy who's he's a he's a girls basketball coach. And we talk about, you know, the changes that are being made. You know, I've got a daughter and I want her to look at these opportunities. I want her to look at Sandra Douglas Morgan and say, oh, I could be the president of, of a professional football team someday. Or I could be, you know, I could potentially be the 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 chairman of a, of a board or I could be, you know, I could be the commissioner of the league. Yeah. And, you know, we look at the women around the league. We look at the, you know, there's so many. And what do we, I mean, what is that doing for women in sports? What, what do you as a woman um, see, you know, for that growth? I love that you just said that, what you just did um, there leading into that question, because now it made me think that I should go and get my things in line to become the commissioner of the league. I bet you'd be better than Roger. <laughs> I think it's something I could do. You know, that's the thing is like you set your sights on something that you want to do and figure out how to accomplish it. Right. And so I, I don't ever think that in my growing up or anything that I ever thought like, wow, I could be the president of an NFL team because it didn't seem as though that opportunity was there for women or even women of color. And so when you now see that there is somebody there, like you said, the hope is that you can look up to that and say, there's somebody doing it. It's possible. It's mm -hmm. a tangible dream. And that's something that sometimes you think of the, the things and the goals that you set for yourself. And a lot of us sometimes don't maybe realize how much we might limit ourselves because we don't see somebody like us there. But in the same vein of that, like it takes somebody who is going to be ready for the criticisms, for the accolades, uh, build up the resume to have all of those things and say, I can do this job. You just put me in. I'm ready to go. And I think that's what you see out of somebody with Sandra Douglas Morgan, especially in the confidence that she has 
the way that she carries herself, her presence. I mean, she's got it all. And I think for that role and what the Raiders needed right now to be able to kind of settle some of the things that we've been hearing about the organization and the turnover that people have seen, I just feel like that, I mean, despite her color, despite her uh, sex, you know, that she is the right person at the right time to take this job for so many different reasons. And it's just, when you look over everything that she's accomplished, like something that stood out to me that Mark Davis said was that nobody smiles at the Nevada gaming control board chairperson when they walk through mm -hmm. a casino and they said everybody would gravitate towards her. And that's yes. how I felt too at the, um, at the introduction is like, she's just somebody you can gravitate towards. And uh, you really feel like has that infectious type personality that is going to answer your questions. And so yeah. I could see where everybody that maybe might have interviewed her or crossed paths with her or that thought she could be a good fit for that role and why they decided that just because of so many different factors that she has and, and she's the package. Yeah. Her intro interview is one of the better ones that I've seen. You know, she mm -hmm. came in, um, like you said, she talked about being family um, she just, you know, talked about what it meant um, to break down barriers, how she doesn't want it to be first uh, anymore first. And I think yeah. that, that we a lot. I mean, you know, as a minority, we look at that and say, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to say, oh, there's no more first. Like, we don't have to worry about, you know, the first this, the first that, the first that. Like, it'd be nice to just say, she's this. This is yeah. this is what it is. This is what he is. This is what they're doing. Um, and so that's, you know, that's something that really stands out to me now. You know, before we get deeper into the pod, I want to play this clip for you that I found. So, you know me, I, I like to kind of go back and forth with people. I like yes, to I like to have a little fun. I like to prove people wrong. Um, probably Aquarius of me. But <laughs> I found this clip from a podcast uh, from a guy that posted it on on TikTok. Okay. Uh, the podcast is on the Caius. Um, guy's been a Raider fan for his whole life, he says. Um, so he's been with players, you know, hung out. He's at club seats in Oakland. Um, he's been around for a long time. And so he seems to know a lot about the Raiders. This is what he had to say. Tell me what woman plays in the NFL. There's no woman that plays in the NFL. So shouldn't that position come with some experience? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not really feeling good about this. And I know I'm probably going to be judged as a sexist and all that shit. But I'll tell you like this. I got two. Do I got I got daughters and, you know, we're very high on respect. My daughters that my daughters carry themselves with respect and I've taught them to have respect. And I told them that, you know, no man should ever disrespect you. So I'm not disrespecting this woman when I say what I say. But at the end of the day, it's like. When are women going to be like, you know what, this this ain't right. But then I know there are other women that are like, yeah, do that. Do that. You go, 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 girl, go. Ridiculous. Might be my last year being a Raider fan. Go, girl, go. You go, girl. Go. Uh, look. I, I am one know, of those. <laughs> I mean, look, I look at it like this. You know, uh, first and foremost, before I let you give your thoughts on it, if he's been a Raider fan for so long, has he not heard of Amy Trask? Mm. I mean, look, look, I got, I got Amy's book right here. Like, there you go. You know, it, does, does negotiate does he, like a girl? Negotiate like a girl. Does he not know about Kelsey Martinez, who was the first female trainer on the Raiders? I don't think she ever played, but 
you know, there's a lot more that we'll get into later. But what are, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I said, first of all, don't make me go criticizing a guy <laughs> with a Cholo Calle tattoo across his chest. <laughs> He's like, come find me. But okay. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, I think that if you have young daughters, you do want to tell them you go, girl. And you do yeah. want to say to them that this is what now the norm can be. And you don't have to have football experience anyway to be a president. The president should be somebody who can handle the budget, handle the HR team, take care of things within the office and the infrastructure and what is coming for the team, looking into the future for what the team could do, like with Mark Bedane and how he brought the Raiders from the Alameda headquarters into the Las Vegas headquarters and help to structure everything and align things with the business of the stadium, uh, taking care of all of the things and, and contracts and, that need to be handled within the team. I mean, those are things I believe that are all presidential duties, community handling wow. things with Mark Davis. You know, I don't hear anywhere in there where she has to, you know, put her hand in the dirt and uh, do a three-point stance and go charging at anybody. So it's like, I, unless she wants to. But I, <laughs> if Senator Douglas Morgan wants to go out and charge somebody on the D-line, I'm all for it. Go ahead. But it's, um, you know, I don't think that it requires or necessitates football experience to do the job. Well, even though it doesn't require or necessitate football experience, she was on the Nevada State Athletic Commission, which, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, they deal in sports, right? All the time. All the time. So, like, I've been to a lot of those commission <laughs> meetings um, for, like, the last 10 years here in Nevada, and they do. They're dealing with boxers. They're dealing with, you know, uh, UC athletes, anybody else with basketball-related handling requests and things like that. And and so they've had their interactions and things with athletes and even yeah. go to and attend as is required by some of them to the games and uh, overseeing what happens in case something comes to light, you know, that they need to address. So, yeah, I mean, more than qualified. And yeah. yeah, it's just, I think, antiquated thinking for anyone to be like, you know, one, what are women to be like? And two, like, oh, you have to have football experience to work in a high position in the NFL. Not true. So, Not at all. yeah, those are things to me that I think I, I put up this YouTube video right after the introduction of the presser. And uh, that was a lot of the commentary. And that's disheartening to see. And mm -hmm. I always take YouTube comments like, well, yeah, it's YouTube. It's <laughs> anyone can say what they want. But right. at the same time, you know, you want to hope and think that we've advanced more as a society than to continue to say, oh, a woman can't. And then dot, 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 whatever the fill in the blank might be. Right. You know, we look at the quote unquote women can't and we take off that T, right? Because women can't. We've seen, you know, we've seen Katie Sowers coaching the Super Bowl. We've seen Lori mm -hmm. Locust win the Super Bowl as a coach. Mm -hmm. We saw Sarah Thomas officiate a Super Bowl as a woman. And obviously she's going to continue to be a woman, but <laughs> you know what I mean here. Yeah. But the it's growing. You know, we recently, Condoleezza Rice was brought on to the Broncos as a part owner and Prior to that, Condoleezza Rice was on the she was on the board for was it the Pac twelve, was it was the Pac twelve or was it the the I uh, think it was something else. No, but... no, the BCS Puff Committee. There it goes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and so you know, and she was somebody that a lot of people, along with Amy Trask, was you know saying should be considered for the next commissioner of the National Football League, 
because of their extensive knowledge in the game and I'm what good. they can bring to the game. I'm all for it. I love Condoleezza Rice. I hate that she's a Bronco now because now I have to root against her and I can't go to Walmart anymore because, you know, I'm not going to support the Walton family and I will not go to Walmart. <laughs> Here, here's my, here's my pick. Go to Target, everybody. Uh, you're going to pay a little bit more money, yeah. but it's going to be cleaner. It's going to be nicer and you're not supporting the Denver donkeys. Okay. Just my PSA right there. Friendly PSA. These views are not supported by Blue Wire podcasts. Uh, by any of my affiliates. Uh, these are expressed with my own. I have to say that's a disclaimer, but whatever. Screw the Broncos. Um, anyways, you know, Heidi, you know, we talk about we talk about July and obviously what's coming up mm -hmm. in July with with training camp. But I know you got a lot going on. So what's what's popping? What's good? Yeah. So I've got right now the podcast. I was able to speak yesterday with Guy Fieri, the mayor of Flavortown, and okay. huge gigantic Raider fan. So we talked a little bit about the team, some of the changes, things he's looking forward to. I'm going to drop that on my next podcast. It's also on Blue Wire uh, with the Takeaways Edition, Vegas Nation. And then I have the radio show every day. 7 a.m., 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m. in Vegas or on the Raiders app. Click the radio tab. And then I also have a preview coming out with one of our columnists, Sam Gordon. He and I break down what we're looking forward to most in training camp. So want to check that out on VegasNation.com. So stuff. I don't want to take too much away from, from, your, from your article coming out, but, you know, there's a lot that we're looking forward to in training camp. Yeah. Who is somebody that you have as a dark horse candidate? Oh, that's a good one. Like I tend to usually go defense on these things, but this time I'm going offense and I'm taking Keelan Cole. I just think that they need a guy in the uh, offense right now that can bring some speed, take some of the tops off of the defenses and really get in there when they need a clutch play and yeah. have somebody outside of that core group that everyone's anticipating to do big things. And you said dark horse. So that's who I'm thinking could be the guy in these dark horse type moments that will uh, pull the sword out of stone. Ooh, Ooh the Disney reference <laughs> making me miss Disney. Even oh, King more. Arthur! And I sit there and I, I look. No, I haven't been. Look, I haven't been since since January. Okay. And I get Cody sending me freaking pictures every week when he goes because he literally goes to Disneyland every week and he's like. Hey, look where I'm at. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, why do you keep sending me pictures of being he's like, Well, you should be here? I'm like, you should shut the, you know. Do they but, have a season pass? Like, how does he afford yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, he does. And we were, you know, the crazy thing is we were we were just looking at getting them uh -huh. and Disneyland Disneyland stopped them in May. So I'm like, okay, well now oh. what do I do? Like, I'm not I'm not about to pay twelve hundred bucks for the weekend to just I, mean, yeah. I will, but it happens. We've all done I, I it. I will. But yeah, so I'm you know we're looking at it, but um, back to dark horse. My dark horse uh, is on defense. Um, shouldn't be a dark horse, but it is, uh, and there's reasons behind it. Um, back to back injuries um, showed flashes of being good uh, his rookie year. Showed some flashes last year. Um, has but has dealt with some injuries. Um, I think that he's somebody that if he stays healthy and really buys into Patrick Graham's defense and system. Uh, he's somebody that can, can excel and either be a one or two type player. Uh, and that's Trayvon Mullen. I think that yeah. Trayvon is a guy that um, there's still some upside there. I think that he has the ability. Um, I think he could be one of the better corners in the league if he can just stay healthy and focus on 
what he needs to do. But I, I do think that he's going to be my dark horse guy. I like it. I like it. It got to come back from those injuries. That's the one thing, right? Yeah. How he comes back. Sure. Injuries, you know, injuries are killer. You know, you get injuries, injuries are going to kill you. Um, it's how you respond to them. Mm-hmm. Abrams is another guy that I'm looking at, you know, yeah. you know, guy who's, you know, we look at the rookies, you know, from the 2019, the three guys that were drafted, Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. Cleveland Farrell, and, Tra- or, and um, Jonathan Abram. And those guys all did not have their fifth year option picked up. They all should have a chip on their shoulder. Um, their option wasn't picked up for various reasons. I think, you know, Abram was, Abram was more injuries. I think Klee is, you know, he was a result of where he was drafted. Yeah. Um, I don't think Klee is a bad player. I think that Klee is just a, a, you know, a casualty of where he was drafted. And Josh is a, the same thing as injuries. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is Josh worth $8 million? If Josh can play like he did his first two years, then Josh is worth $8 million. You know, it's so I think that those are some of the things that, that we look at. Um, look, Heidi, I, I know I kept you for a long time. We had to do this again. We had to look full disclosure, everybody. Look, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Stop, you no, not. look, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell everybody, I'll tell everybody, look, I didn't hit record the first time, so this is our second time recording it. So you're actually getting a better version because, like, we kind of rehearsed it. It's like it's like it's like a walkthrough, you know. Yeah. It was like the it was like the Thursday before the before the game, you know, before we got on the plane and do all that. So you're getting a more polished version. But look, Heidi, I appreciate you. Tell these people where they can find you. Oh yeah, I'm at Heidi Fang on Twitter and on Instagram, and I have a fan page that I can. I have on Facebook that I need to refigure out how to access again because I, I can't. And then I, so Facebook, I'm not really on it that much, but yeah, you could definitely catch me on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. I'm going to do TikTok too. Some dances. TikTok. What you going to do on TikTok? Start one. Oh, I'm going to teach the fine art of um, how to do some old school freestyle dances. Okay. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I see more along the lines of like Rob Bass and DG, DJ Easy Rock. Rock, rock, planet rock. I don't know why I had it in my head earlier <laughs> and I was doing it to you on the first take. So now I got to do it. Joy and pain. <laughs> Sunshine. <laughs> Sunshine. <laughs> oh, guys, give Heidi a follow. Make sure you tap into the podcast. Like I said, Vegas Nation Pod with blue wire it's on every platform so you have no excuse not to leave a five-star review on apple pods make sure you write some words down more than just words write down something that's substantial that's how we know that you like us if you don't write anything we think that you think that we suck and that you never want to hear from us again and we go into a corner we don't ever want to do a podcast and we just we lock ourselves into a basement not going to happen so make sure you do that make sure you give her a follow also, make sure you subscribe to my podcast, too, because if you're not subscribed, then you guys should shoot yourself in the foot. Anyways, Heidi, thank you. Look forward to seeing you this season. And uh, until then, go Raiders. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.